0: Okay, so uh, first of all, the learning uh, is dedicated by Yehuda Pellet for Hatslacha for all those that are doing the Daf with and also Michael Rojas, L'zeicha Neshmas, Gilo Ba'ashalim, and Leia Basafraim So we're up to the Mishnah, the end, we're up to the Gemara on Daf Amal Beis, just to review what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah was very cryptic. The Gemara is going to offer two explanations. So the Mishnah said that you have, you have a person who owns a slave. So you have owns owns, owns a slave. Ruven owes Shimon money. He makes the slave an Apotiki. What it means is, he says to Shimon, if you want to collect your money, this is how you're going to collect it. Collect it from the slave. It's like collateral. So, Shimon is like, that's his slave he's going to be paying. He's going to collect payment. He's going to collect payment in the he form of keeping. Money from his slave. No, he's going to collect the slave. He's going to collect the slave. Reuben O Shimon money. He tells Shimon, listen, this slave is going to be your payment. If I don't pay you back, this is going to be the slave. This is going to be the payment. Then what he does is, then uh, the slave gets freed. Now, who frees the slave that we'll see in the Gemara? The f- slave gets free. So the payment is poof, it's gone. So the halacha is: the Mishnah says the slave should still be, should still pay uh, the his master. Again, we'll see who is the slave paying. And Hashim says, No, the master has to pay the other master. Now, what is happening here? The Gemara will offer two explanations. The Gemara says, it Like this Me, Shechroi, who freed this slave? So, Amir Rav, Rabbi Rishon. So, Rav says, This is what happened. Okay? I'll tell you outside, and then we'll see it inside. Rav, Rav says very simply Ruvain owes a slave. He owes money to Shimon. He says to Shimon, Take payment in the form of a slave. If I don't pay back, this is Apotheeki. Then Ruvain, then Ruv, the first owner, frees him. By doing that, he sort of pulled the rug out of the you know the 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 the, the lenders mon- the lender Shimon now has no way of collecting the money right now. So here's the halacha: Does the slave need anything from the second guy? No. He was never under the second guy's jurisdiction. He was never his master. B'chlo. But we're afraid that people are going to start people uh, that that Shimon, the second guy, is going to see the slave in a store and be like, oh, you're my slave. He's like, what are you talking about? I was never your slave. No, you made he made you an apotheke. You were already mine. And even though it's a complete false claim, we're afraid that it's going to get a rap- bad reputation, that he's going to say that he was a slave by someone and was not f- properly freed. Again, the first guy freed him. His master freed him. But we're afraid that the second guy who had him as an aputiki, will start telling people, oh, that's my slave. Because there was a period of time where he was collateral, set to be payment. So because of this, we forced the second guy to give him a... a a bill of emancipation, even though it's completely unnecessary, let him free him anyway. Just yaitz locholaday is that. What do you mean? Because if he starts saying that's my slave, people are going to think he's still a guy, even though he's a Jew. So the point is, let the second guy free him, give him a bill of emancipation. As compensation for this, the slave will give money to the second guy. He'll pay, pay, listen, okay, it's Kedai, right? Yitzhak day is make sure that no one ever calls you a guy, it's Kedai. He'll pay for his freedom to the second guy. Rosh says, no, the first owner has to pay the second guy, not the slave. So everyone agrees, according to Rav, everyone agrees that the second guy should give him a bill of emancipation just for good optics. And the machleik is Tanakam, is who should pay the second guy? Should it be the slave, because he, you know, hedges bets, make sure that he doesn't pay him off? Rosh says, no, let the first guy pay the second guy. That's the machalikas. And what the machalikas is based on, we'll see in a moment. Rabbi Rishon, the first one, freedom. And And the truth is that although he was an aputiki, the second, the first master, freedom, he became a free man. And the fact that he was a collateral for the second guy is irrelevant. as Damer Hekdish, that even if I have a lien on the property, and that's my aputiki, that's my collateral, if you make it hegdish, if it becomes chametz, or if you free it and it's a slave, poof, it goes away. So if you have a, a piece of property that you make collateral for me, so you say, listen, if I don't pay back, you could take it, so it's technically kind of mine, right? There's a connection that I have to it. But if it's if you make it hegdish, poof, it's gone. If it's chametz on Pesach, gone. Or if it's a slave and you free it, gone. You, you're able to pull the rug out from under me. So the halacha is: so really, the slave doesn't owe the second master anything. But let me ask: you, isn't there like a shibud on that? Part? Correct, but shibud is overrode by freeing it. Meaning, when you free him, you're overriding the shibud. Yes. There is a sheba, there is a lien on the property, there is a collateral, there is a connection, but freeing it overrides all of that. So the Gemara says, so really, the, sec- the slave doesn't owe the second guy anything. Like, he can just do whatever he wants. I don't care, it's not my problem. <speaking in Hebrew> but we're afraid for society's sake, <speaking in Hebrew> that we're afraid that the slave is going to run into the second guy in the street. <speaking> in <Hebrew> and he's going to start telling people, you know, that's my slave, and I never freed him, and he's still a guy it's completely tr- not true, but because there was an aputiki there was a lien on him, you could see why someone would say that and therefore is we forced the second guy to write him a bill of emancipation. Because of and the slave pays the second guy money for his freedom. It's kedai for him to spend the cash uh, you know to make the second guy happy. Shalom him buy his money. Shim Gamliel disagrees. He says, the says the slave doesn't have to pay, the first guy has to pay. So what do you have a The Gemara says my So what do you have you have a machleikis? Again, in this case, just to make it very simple, you have the first guy, owes the second guy money, he makes the slave, he puts a shibut on the slave, he says, you are collateral for the second guy. You're his property if I don't pay. Then all of a sudden, so the second guy's all excited, he's about to get a slave, he's all jazzed up about it, and then the first guy's like, you're free. Boom. Pulled him out from under the, the The machlekes, of Wili, the Rabbonin is, who should pay the second guy? The Rabbonin say, let the slave pay, you know, just to make things peaceful. R'shem says, no, 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 the first guy has to pay. What's the machlekes? The machlekes is, if you pull out the rug from under someone when it comes to a lien on the property, do you have to pay? Meaning, when the first guy, that second guy's all excited, he's going to get this slave, and then the first guy makes him free and pulls out the shebud from under him, is that a hezek that he has to pay for? You understand? Does the first owner have to pay for that action? That's the machlis. I'll give you another example. You have, again, I, I owe you $1,000, and you really want this cell phone. And I'm like, okay, if I don't pay, this is an apotiki, shebud, you have a lien on it, I can't sell it to anybody and then you're about to take it, and then the day before I owe it, all of a sudden I'm like, that's Hagdish. So now it becomes holy. The question is, do I have to pay you for being Mazak you? Does that call the Hezek that I have to pay? So, and by the way, the Gemara is going to, and Tysus clarifies, just to add to it, Tysus clarifies that the case is where I told the guy we made a deal, this is the only way you're getting paid. Tysus adds that we made a deal the only way you're getting paid is by taking this cell phone or taking the slave. So it's not like once I pulled the rug out from under, you could just collect in other ways. We made a deal. That's the only way you're going to get paid. There's no lien on any other property other than this. So when I made it hegdish or when I freed the slave, I sort of damaged you in a way. But I really didn't, because I did every... I did nothing... There was nothing wrong with what I did, but it was like a jerk move. The question is, do I have to pay for that? That's the machlekes. That's the machlekes. If you're mazik, the shibud of an acher, you have to pay for that? That's the machlekes of Shimon Gamil and the Rabbanu. If you're mazik, if you damage the shibud, the lien of someone else... So over here, you had a lean on this cell phone get away with doing this. Why would I do it wrong? I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. It's, I'm allowed, it's my cell phone, I'm allowed to make it hegdish. Oops, does that mean that you can't collect your debt? Oops, I did nothing wrong. It's not the right thing to do, but I did nothing wrong. We made a deal, right? Dad, we made a deal. I lent you $1,000 and I said the only way you're going to get it back is from this phone, okay? Then the day before we pay the deal, the deal is up, I make it hegdish. It works. What, what, what should I pay for? I did nothing wrong. It, yes, it's a jerk move, 100%. But I did nothing wrong. What, what should I pay for that? The Torah says, I'm allowed to do this, so what should I pay? That's the machlekes. Do I have to pay? So Hashem says, yes, and therefore, we're not going to make the slave pay the second guy. Let the first guy pay the, the second guy. The Hanukkah says, no, you are not. You don't have to pay. You want someone to pay? Make the slave pay, because he's the one becoming free. If I'm not going to make the first guy pay, he did nothing wrong. That's the machlekes. Okay. It's my name. Hamazik yishibu lishalchaverah, but amachleikus over a That's why we have a price that says that if you mazik yishibu lishalchaverah, it's amachleikus yishemuliy over a It's mamshes amachleikus. So that's the first shot as to what happened. That again, the first person freed him, and really he should just that should just be the end of the story. But because we're afraid that the second guy is going to claim that he's a slave, we force the second guy to write a star of uh, Shikrar and. We pay him, compensate him. Who compensates? It's a machleikis or shemuliel of the rabbanon. whether the slave should compensate or the first guy. But that's the case, that the first guy freed him. Ula has a different job. Ula says like this. Ula says, the case is again, I owe you money. I place my slave as collateral. The only way you're going to collect money is through the slave. Who frees him? According to Ula, not me, not the owner, you free him, you're the second guy. You free him. Now you're going to say like, what? What shayches? Like you didn't accomplish anything. You're not the master at all, but you decided to free him. So Ula Amar mi shichor Rabe Sheni and Shuris Adin Inach Eved Chayv Klom BeMitzvus bnei Tikun Oylem Shariyotz Leshem Ben Chayrin Chayv Nes Rabe Rishon VaOysoyse Ben Chayrin VeKaysuf Shtar Al Dama. Here's the case. So I understand, this is very interesting. I have a slave, he's my slave, I appoint him as collateral for you and I say after a month if you don't, if I don't pay, you take him, and then you freed him, you freeing him does nothing, it doesn't accomplish anything, because you're not the master, I'm the master, you, I don't know why you're doing this, but you wrote him a a bill of emancipation, here's the problem, the problem is, Mikradin, nothing changed, but the issue is, people are going to start saying that he's a free man. Word got out that he got freed, even though it was fake. It was fake news. But word got out that he got freed, and therefore we forced me, the actual owner, to free him. The machlaikah says, Who pays me? Either the slave or Shinwalil says, No, you gotta pay me. Why? Because by you freeing him, which was a sham move. You caused me to have to free him and, and I lost out on a slave. So what's the machess? Bemifhlogy. Be that's called a Hezek niker. Meaning you were mazakmi, you the second guy by freeing him and doing a fake thing. You caused a chain of events which forced me to free him, which means I lost out on a slave. Now that's called Hezek, because you were Masakmi. Sheyn but there was no there was no sign of it, meaning it was unclear Hezek. It was Hezek um stealth. It was stealth hezek. You were masuk me in a way that no one would know. The question is, do you have to pay for that? The Rishim says yes, so you have to pay me. And the opponent say no. The slave has to pay me. I'm sorry. Can you say that again. The yeah. case is again: I owe you a thousand dollars. I appoint my slave as an apotiki for you to take payment at the end of the month. Oh. During that month, you free him. So like, you, the not me, the owner. You, the dude who's going to have him in a month. What you did was nothing. But the problem was word got out that he's free and reputation started to spread. I heard he got free. They're like, you really he got free? Yeah, yeah, One of the, yeah, the owner freed him. And the problem is now that word got out that he's free, they forced me to free him because they don't want to have a guy who has the reputation of a Jew. So they forced me to free him. So because of your stupid action, your sham action, it caused a chain of events that made me free him. So the machleg is who should pay me? The Tanakhama says, let the slave pay. I'm not going to force the second guy. What did he do wrong? He did nothing wrong. He just was masik you in a way that was stealth. It was clever what he did. Rashin L'Milil says no. Hezek and Nikashme Hezek. You have to pay for that. The second, the first, second guy has to pay the first guy. Why does each one not like the other pshat? Because I'll tell you why. The the Mishnah says that who freed him, the Meshachrer and the Rabbi, right? His master and the one who freed him. The implication of the Mishnah is that his owner is his his Rabbi is also the one who freed him. The problem is, no. According to the first pshat, who's who? It says in the Mishnah, I'll, I'll just read it to you. Um, Rabbi made him an apotiki, and then he was freed. Um, and who pays? ben chayrin shtar. Meaning, the the his master pays. And Shmuel says the one who freed him pay. The problem is, according to the first pshat. Who freed him it was his actual master but who but who pays it's the second guy and it calls the second guy his owner his second guy is not it says who 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 writes a bill of emancipation rabbi and we're saying that's the second guy the second guy is not rabbi according to the second shot who freed him the second guy and it calls him his rabbi freedom which is also not the rabbi meaning in other words both shyness don't work so says the Gemara Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Ula my why does ula not like Rav's shot he says because according to you and you're you're calling the second guy who's not his actual master and you're saying rabbi the, you have to interpret the mission as calling him rabbi which is not correct rav my and rav doesn't like ula you're calling the second guy his 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 redeemer both are uh, it's it's the washington doesn't work for either okay Now, this we mentioned before, but I'll describe it. Apotiki is like this. Apotiki is collateral. Now, the halacha is like this. Now, the general, very simple. I owe you $1,000, and I say, hey, let's make this phone an apotiki. Yeah? What if the phone gets destroyed? Simply put, you could collect it from other ways. I still owe you, I'll, I'll write you a check. Unless we made a deal. If we made a deal, then this is the only way you're getting the money. And then if this falls in the toilet, Sorry. That, that's, that's a gamble. That's life. So it says the Gemara itmar, if you make your field in Aputiki, And then what happens? And then the field gets completely submerged in a, in a you know, like a hurricane. And now it's completely, you can't, you can't access it. So Ami is Shaper Noah. Ami, the um, Shaper Noah, how do they translate that? It means he has uh, beautiful hair. It's beautiful hair. It was his nickname. Uh, pleasantly handsome. Pleasantly handsome. The handsome one. Ami, Ami, the handsome one. That was his nickname. If the field that was an Apotiki got destroyed, you're out of luck. You can't collect the payment in any other way. Avudashmul, Amar, Avud shmul says, why not? So it's a seemingly, whether you could collect payment if the Apotiki got destroyed. Now, what I told you before, it's a little strange. What did I say before? I said, can you collect payment if the putiki gets destroyed? It depends. Standard aputiki, yes. If you specifically said this is the only way you're collecting the money, then no. So it's weird that they're arguing when it should be like universally accepted. It just depends on the circumstance. And the Gemara says that's exactly what it was. Nachman Nachman Yitzchak says, <laughs> Oh, Ami, the handsome one, is saying words that are not handsome, meaning meaning, what's going on over here? Why can't I collect by the boutique if it was destroyed? Let him pay in other ways. It's just collateral. So the answer is there's no machloikas. When it's a standard that you could collect in other ways. When did Ami Shaper Noah say you can't? It's dafka where you stipulated this is the only way you're collecting money. You're only collecting money from the field and if the field gets destroyed then okay, so be it. The price is similarly states If you made a field in Apotiki and it gets destroyed you still have to write a check. But if you say the only way you're collecting money is through this field you're not able to collect from other things because you made a deal the deal's a deal Tani another price says if you made a field in Apotiki and again did not specifically verbalize that the only way you're collecting money is through this field and then something goes wrong you have, to, you have to pay whether this is a ksuba, whether this is paying for any debts, you have to pay and that is, because women generally do not want to go from court to court and get involved in these things, the assumption is that when you made an apotiki for a kisuba, although you never verbalized that this is the only method of payment, it's k'ilu you did, because the average woman does not want to start dealing with Collecting, right? And Apotiki helps the guy, right? If you think about it, right? And Apotiki helps the, the 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 one who's owed the money because they have confidence. Oh, I'll get it from this. Now it's a gamble, obviously, if it gets destroyed. But generally, you could collect in other ways. But the average woman is not interested in dealing with this. So when you allocate a certain land as a ksuba payment, in her mind, she's thinking this is the only way I'm collecting it. Because if it's not this, I'm not I'm not going from court to court. So if something goes wrong, although you never stipulated. That this is the only method of payment. In her mind, that's key to what you said. Okay. So at the end of the day, we take the the, the second which way would we go? The Gemara from before? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how we pass. I Do don't know how we pass. it. I don't know. This is a Hilchusavot. It's never come up. So the Gemara says like this. The Mishnah says, the Mishra says, If you have a slave that's half free, half not free. So I'll tell you the conclusion of the Gemara's way, of how do you have a half a slave? So simple, very simple shot. You have a slave that's owned by two people, and one free is one not. But we're going to see in the Gemara, there could be other ways to do that. So say, what's the halach if you have a half a slave? So, uh, According to B'Shalo, he's a half a slave. So, half the week he's a slave, half the week he's a free man. Okay. Beishamay Oimrim, says, says, it's very nice that he's working half the week, so yes, he's technically fulfilling his financial responsibility, but he'll never be able to have children. Why? Lisa Shivcha Yevsha, Shakvar and right? If he was a full slave, he can marry a guy. He can't do that because he's a half Jew. Go to the next page. Bas to marry a Jew, he has He still can't because he's a half a guy. So yevatol. So you'll say, okay, so he can't. He can't have children. never It's a So the world is meant to be populated. So in order to, to avoid problems, we force his master to free him and he pays for half his value so it's the seemingly is actually much more rational in this one I mean Bishamai is the one who's explaining that you should free the guy is one of the few cases where agreed to be-shamay. they backed down the Makhlaikas, there's no more Makhlaikas everyone agrees, that's what you should do by now okay from here until the end of the Ahmed. It's not complicated. You just have to hold cheshma with the names. The machoikas is, <clears throat> can I free a half of a slave? Not two owners. I have a slave. Can I free half of him? Can I free half of him? Can he buy half of his... Uh, can he redeem himself with half of the cash? Or can I write half of a star? That's the question. Now, there's a pasuk that indicates... There is a pasuk that indicates that... You could um have a half of a slave. There is a pasuk that indicates this, and that's the shaila in the gemara. The gemara says, "Tana Rabanan: Hamishach or chatsi evdoi. Can I free half of my slave?" Rabbi Omer, Kana, Chama Loi Kana, Machloek Rabbi and the Rabanan. Whether that's a thing. Now, when do they argue? Do they argue by kesef, or do they argue by shtar? Kesef meaning that the slave bought half of his value. so he's worth $1,000. He's like, I only have 500 Can I buy half of my freedom? So, are they arguing about slave, or by kesef, or are they talking about a star? I wrote in a meshukhr, half of you are free, or are they arguing by both, neither, what are they arguing about? So, the Gemara says... Nothing. It's not. Uh, doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. The Rebbe says it does. Now the question is: Are they arguing by kesef, by star, by both? So this is Raba's take. Raba says, "Kim achloikas b'shtar." The whole achloikas is by a star. The Rebbe Sover... Oh, so I'll tell you what. The, 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 okay, let me re, let me read you the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Ish ki yishka v'es The pasuk is describing what if a Jewish man lives with a half of a slave. So this is a woman who's a half-slave, half-Jew, half-Guy. So the Pasuk says, if you live with her, she's a slave that's not fully redeemed. So she's a half-slave. Or you didn't give her a shtar yet. You don't get the death penalty, but you have to bring a carbon. So the Pasuk is describing, it says in the Pasuk, that she's half-redeemed with cash, and she was not given a shtar yet. So the Pasuk indicates that there could be that by cash, there's such a thing. So it says Raba. The whole machloikas is by shtar. By kesef, everybody agrees you can have a half of a slave. The machloikas is by shtar. And what's the machloikas? So it says the Gemara. The half the line of lekesef Ben Oh, so the, what is the what is the what is the Rebbe Shita? It's very simple. Rebbe says like this the posseh indicates that you could have half of a slave through cash. The posuk is then makish, it makes a hekish between cash and a star. So if you could have half a slave through cash, you could have half a slave through shtar. So everyone agrees, cash, you could have half a slave, the makhleik is a Rebbe says we compare kesef to star, and the Rabbanon say no, instead of making a hekish, I'd rather make a gzei shava. Gomri lo lo meisha, yoloi, nami Machlekes is like this. By Kesef, everybody agrees you could have a half a slave through Kesef. That he buys half of his freedom. Everyone agrees. The Machlekes is what about star? The Rebbe says yes, because there's a Hekish from Kesef to Shtar. If Kesef works, Shtar works. The Rabbans say, no, I don't care about the Hekish. I have a connecting Shtar of divorce documents to Shtar of a bill of emancipation. Can you divorce half a woman? No. So if it doesn't work by Get, it doesn't work by Get mishukher. So the Machlechah is: do you make a Hekish connecting Get to Kesef? Or do you make a Gzei Rishavah connecting Get, shikher to Get? That's the Machlechah. So the Gemara says... So what's the Machlekes about? It seems to be the Machlekes is It seems to be a big Machlekes of like if you have a choice to go with a Hekesha or Xeroshava which one wins, right? Because again, Kesef works. Get divorce document doesn't work. The question is what about Bill of Emancipation? So do you say Hekish to Kesef or Gezer Shava to Divorce Document? The Mechlegis is, which is better? Hekish or Gzer Shavah? So the Gemara says no. The Kuli Yama Everyone agrees in general Gezer Shava is better. And that's why the Rabbanon say we make a Xerishava connecting a bill of emancipation to a divorce document. Why is Rebbe against it in this case? If a is always better, why not make the Xerishava comparing a bill of emancipation to a divorce? He says, I'll tell you why. He says, Rebbe, he says like this in, in general, I'm into the Xerishavas. But over here, I'm not into this Xerishava. What's the Xerishava connecting? It's connecting a bill of divorce to a bill of emancipation. You know why Rebbe doesn't like that? Because he says, you're going to compare the two. How do you free a slave? Could he buy his freedom? He could buy with cash. According to everybody, he could buy his cash. So why can't a woman buy with cash? What's the answer? They're not comparable. So you're going to make a shava. I don't like this shava connecting these two sugyas. So this case, I'm going with a Hekish. Okay. But according to, just to review, everyone agrees, according to Rabbah, Tesef works to make a half of a slave. The Machlekes is Shtar. Okay, that's Rabbi's take. Rav Yosef says, no, the opposite. Machlekes be Kesef. Right, well you thought, you said Kesef, yes. Kesef is check, check. And, and Shtar is Machlekes. He says, no, no, no. Kesef is the Machlekes. Shtar for sure not. That's that's the opposite. So The Rebbe The machlekes is whether you could have a half slave through Kesef. Rebbe says yes, because the Pasuk says loan right? That means she's not fully redeemed, which is a half of her redemption through cash. The And the Rabbans say the tarot just sometimes have to learn niftos. It's just how the tarot talks. It doesn't actually mean half. It's just how the tarot talks. It means she's not redeemed yet. So you have a Machlekes by Kesef but by star, for sure not. So according to Rav Yosef, is Kesef. Star, for sure not. If you, if you. Free half of an heaven through a star, which rav Yosef said is universally accepted, no good. What does the Brisa say? It's That's for sure not like Rav Yosef. Tiyufta He is completely rejected. Because again, according to Rav Yosef, he said bekesef star for sure not. Over here, it's Machleikas bestar. So rav Yosef is already rejected. Here's the question: Does this Brisa reject Rav Yosef on two, on two counts? Again, according to Rav Yosef, he said star for sure not. That's, he's out, because it says Shtar is Machlokas. But then he said Kesef is Machlokas. Does this Brisa, when this Brisa says they argue by Shtar, does that mean that by Kesef it's universally accepted yes, and Rav Yosef is wrong on both accounts? Or no, they argue by Shtar, and they happen to also argue by Kesef, so he was only wrong on one account. Rav Yosef is for sure wrong. The question is, is he wrong on both accounts, or only one account? So the Gemara says... uh, the implication of the brisa is they argue by Shtar, but by Kesef everyone agrees that it does work, which is like Raba and Rav Yosef would be wrong on both accounts. The answer is lemitav Does that mean the Rav Yosef is wrong on both accounts? of Yosef, The answer is no, they really argue by both. So why does the Brysa mention they argue by Star is like the It's just to show you the power of Rebbe, that Rabbi is that rebbe is in favor of a half of a star i the why not argue with kesef and show you the power of the abundance that they're against a half of a half of a half of an evid by kesef it's always better to show the power of a hater okay so just to review what you have over here is like this according to rabba whether you can have a half a slave through kesef according to everyone yes star is machlokes rav yosef Felt the opposite, but Rav Yosef was rejected. So after Rav Yosef's rejection, according to Rabbah, Kesef check check, Shtar machlokas. According to Rav Yosef, Kesef is a machlokas, Shtar is a machlokas, because he was already rejected and he had to like work it out. So according to Rav Yosef, they argue by both. According to Rabbah, by Kesef everyone agrees, by Shtar is a machlokas. Now the Gemara just ends with this. We're going to bring a Raissa that has a machlokas by both. There going breise, machelik, there's going to be a Bryce, not a machelik, there's going to be a Brysa that says that you're able to have a half of a slave by Kesef and a half of a slave by Shtar. Which according to Rav Yosef is Rebbe's opinion by both. So it's Rebbe, Rebbe, because he says they argue by both. According to Ravah, that means that Kesef, it says that it works, that's lekuli Alma, and then by Shtar working, that's only Rebbe. So... Uh, they're going to bring a price that says that it works by both according to Rav Yosef it's Rebbe by both because they argue by both and according to Rava the Kesef is universally accepted and the shtar is following Rebbe. So the Gemara says, just end with this, two minutes. The Gemara says, Tashima, Yochalakol. <laughs> the Pasuk says that with Kesef, she's redeemed. You might think she has to be fully redeemed, Tamloy, Neftasa. No, she's not fully redeemed. El if Yochalakol. If she's not redeemed at all, then Tamloy, Vehefta. So you have Vehefta, Loy, Neftasa. She's redeemed and not redeemed. How do you have redeemed and not redeemed? That's half redemption, and it works, of Vishav, Kesef vainly a little cash i only know that you can have a half a slave through cash bistar minai how do i know that you can have a half a slave through star tamal limra half the loin of dassa i khushul not the dassa compares a star to kesef. alunder because if it creases my alunder star if come star imu khatsa cash a kula bistar khatsa bistar minai how do i know that you could have, a a you could have redemption with a half of a star tamal half the loin of dassa i khushul nitna ma ki star with comparing a star to cash ma cash bin kula bin khatsa star bin ami bin kula bin khatsa okay so you have this brysa which says you could have half of a get, half of a slave through cash and half of a slave through a star. Who offered this? According to Rav Yosef, after he was rejected, he feels that Rebbe and Rabbanu argue by both. So this brisa which says that it works by both is Rebbe by both. But according to Rab, it's a little funny when it says that cash works, that's universally accepted, and when it says star works, that's only Rebbe. And the Gemara says, yeah. Just to end with this, we have right now, according to the Rabbanon, yeah, according to Rav Yosef, the Rabbi and the Rabbanon argue whether you could have half of a get, half of a slave. According to the Rabbanon, you cannot have half of a slave by cash, and you cannot have half of a slave by a So how do you have half a slave in our Mishnah? The answer is very simple: two, two, two owners. But that's the Gemara says. The Gemara says. Our Mishnah says you have a half of a slave. According to Rabbah, that could be universally accepted because it could be that he redeemed himself with cash, which is a universally accepted thing. According to Raba, according to Rabbi Yosef the only one who's into half of slaves is Rebbe, not the Rabbanon. That means our mission is not like the Rabbanon. We'll end with this. The answer is we're arguing between Rebbe and the on whether you could have half a slave with one owner meaning how do you do that with cash the guy he's like how much do how much do I buy my freedom a thousand I have five hundred does that work or the owner gives him a half of a, a star that says you're half free that's when there's a machlegas but you could have universally accepted chetziyeh and that's where you have two owners two owners one frees one doesn't that according to the rabbani, you, can have a chats, you have a chetziyeh bin and that's the case of the mission. stop here my pleasure